0: Hello and welcome to another episode of How Good Is Rugby League and joining me down my camera, as always, Michael Corbyn. Michael, how are you?
1: Emmanuel, I am doing all right given the circumstances. Uh, Couldn't be held up in too bad a place considering I'm in Bondi. Uh, But the NRL players are apparently struggling a little bit, uh, being in the confines of their apartments uh, up in the... Sunny Queensland not being able to go out on their balconies we've already had a bit of an issue today with James Roberts stepping onto his balcony for some fresh air and being cautioned i believe we'll see what comes of it i'm not quite sure but yeah i'm doing i'm doing all right and i think yeah you know, given the circumstances doing well and it's it's much better that we have you know eight games of football every weekend to keep us occupied
0: yeah i I'm a bit concerned for the players at the moment, to be honest. Um, so obviously this is James Roberts' situation. He's on his own, as I understand it, actually away from the teams uh, because he's still doing his own quarantine after arriving late. Um, they're just – the, and we flag this. It, it's probably going to be a bit of a struggle for the teams that are lower placed to have the motivation at this end of the season – Confining someone to their room for this long is I think just a bit too absurd. Um I, I don't understand the logic of not being allowed on the balconies. I understand the idea of passing things across balconies, you're trying to minimize the contacts, but uh that's a very unhealthy situation for someone like James Roberts to be in. Uh and all my sympathies um to him as he tries to get through that. Because I just think it's it's a very complicated situation.
1: Yeah, like you said, it's it's almost barbaric. Like These guys have had tests. They've all proven that they don't have COVID. I know they're trying to be safe, but let them go out and get some fresh air. It's tough, especially when you're on your own. 14 days in a confined hotel room, not being able to do anything, would drive most people insane. So, you know, like the the thought of that for me, uh, I don't know what what would happen to my mental state, and you know. I worry, yeah, yeah, I do worry about these players. And you mentioned, you have mentioned that, you know, some of these bottom teams, will they be able to find the motivation? And we're already seeing it. Roger Tuovasashek is one of the big pieces of news out of this weekend. Uh, we'll play his last game for the Warriors on the weekend, and then we'll head back to New Zealand, uh, and we'll miss the rest of the season, as well as, I believe, Leeson Armel. So Warriors players, obviously, they're in a bit of a unique situation where... A lot of them have families overseas uh, and they want to be able to get home to see them as the bubble is closing, uh, the Trantasma bubble is closing. But you, you have to think how, what's motivating these Warriors players knowing that one, your captain and probably your best player is leaving and two, you're sitting third last on the table.
0: Yeah, and it comes back to a greater issue of how long is this going to go on? Um, with obviously Sydney probably locked down for an extended period, uh, no sort of uh, relief at the end of the tunnel on this. Will this uh, the Warriors playing from here go into a third season? Um, this has to be something the NRL thinks about uh, that they, they should be considering the possibility of playing, say, the first eight rounds for all clubs out of New Zealand next year. Uh, there's less risk of COVID, less, less risk of COVID there, um, and make New Zealand a hub for say up until round ten or something like that, and then shift the games back to Australia because. And um, it, it, I think it's a bit of a precarious situation. You can't have the Warriors um, losing players unless there is a system in place that, that sort of manages that, um, and it, it's quite difficult. It also brings me – I know you've mentioned loan systems, Mike, and I think you might want to talk about that in a minute, but the other one that I just think we need to talk about is the World Cup um, so obviously yep. Australia and New Zealand have withdrawn from the rugby league world cup, which is meant to be played at the end of the year in the UK. I get it. I get the idea of uh, not of going over there, quarantining on the way back. Um, most of our players won't be vaccinated. COVID is allowed to run its course in the UK. Now that the vaccines have been widely available, um, which is a whole different subject. We're not going to go into, but I, should the should the game have withdrawn? Should the ARLC and New Zealand Rugby League have withdrawn? Australia and New Zealand.
1: I, it's it's a really tough it's a really tough situation. I look right now the Olympics are going on without crowds, uh, and heading into like two days before the Olympics started, it was this these games might be shut down due to COVID. How can you possibly put on a tournament which involves people and athletes traveling halfway across the world from all different places when this pandemic is still going on and expect everything to be fine? I just, I think the World Cup should be, I honestly, I can't believe the World Cup is still going ahead. I know England is almost back to normal and whatnot and everything's as planned and they're letting the, the virus run rampant over there. It's, it's not like that in Australia. We, we, we're we not going to be like that. And if we're not comfortable sending our players over and our players aren't comfortable going over, then I understand why we pulled out. It's not going to be everyone's popular opinion. Uh, but yeah, I just honestly, I can't. Is it, a really, is it really a World Cup if the two, probably the two biggest teams aren't playing?
0: Well, that's the thing. And I, we're, we're, I, we're hearing mixed reports on, as well on what the actual position of the players is Uh, there seems to be differing opinions about whether the players actually do want to go in some quarters it seems to be more inclined to um, in other quarters not so much but I think it also depends on where do these players end up in at at the course of the season I think while they are all still in the bubble environment they're happy to commit to however long they need but once these players start dropping out of the of the bubble as they start losing their matches I think the taste of freedom and being reunited with families and well, freedom to the extent permitted in say Sydney lockdown is probably going to be too overwhelming for them. We had a a longer uh, back end to last year, a shorter off season. And I think for players to go to the world cup, come back quarantine for two weeks um, and then have their mandatory eight weeks off as required under the collective bargaining agreement, does not leave a lot of leeway for clubs um, and overwhelmingly we can talk about development of international football, but I do feel like clubs' interests are at heart here. Even if players do want to go and they have the right to that choice, the clubs are the ones that pay them. The clubs are the ones that will bear the, the results of the fact that the players return late to training um, and start their off-seasons later. So I, I think it's a really, really tricky situation. I think Australia and New Zealand withdrawing is probably the good call However, if players are inclined to go, I I wouldn't be adverse to seeing, say, a, a Maori and a um, uh, and an Indigenous Australian team.
1: Yeah, it could it could be a possibility. Uh, it's more of a watch this space. Let's see what happens. My prediction is the World Cup would be will be postponed till probably next year. Is my guess. Um, you mentioned a loan. You mentioned the loan system before. It appears that the NRL will put in place a loan system system, much like they did last year uh, for the remainder of the season. Uh, You're going to see, I know the Roosters have been up there. They've already lost two players. They're short outside backs. Maybe a team with outside backs will pass on a a player who isn't getting first game reps Uh, over the next couple of weeks. Uh, so that's something that we uh, we should hear more news on in the coming days. But I believe by the end of this week, uh, we will have a loan system in place and probably starting next week, you'll see some players lining up in different jerseys to what they were a week before.
0: Yeah, I don't mind this for a lot of reasons. Firstly, I think this is one of the good things that COVID has forced the game to sort of get its act together on this point. Um, much like the one referee... Um, return the one referee or something like that. Uh, But from my perspective, I like the idea of, especially because there's no junior competitions going on at the moment, it's a good opportunity to get players and squads some game time uh, and exposure to different clubs. Uh, It it greatly assists the clubs that require the players, but it also greatly assists the clubs that have the players uh, there in waiting to have some game time. So I I think it's for mutual benefit of everyone. It, I don't know how the, the system is going to work in terms of how short the loan is going to be. Is it going to be, say, a game or two? But it'd be interesting for players uh, that are sort of fringe players that are in the squads and, say, Souths, para Penrith, Roosters, Melbourne, Manly, if those players have a run in teams that are, that are slim pickings for players, the lower end of the competition, it, it would just be great for them to get some game time that they wouldn't be able to get. Yeah,
1: especially like someone like the Warriors who more and more players could be wanting to head home, they're going to struggle to fill a site. And you could see, as you said, players from Melbourne or Parramatta who are pretty healthy at the moment getting some reps in the Warriors' site. Um, yeah. So, yeah, let's keep an eye yeah, on that. Yeah, I'm
0: very sympathetic to what's going on the Warriors at the moment. Um, Paul Kent on, a, on NRL 360 last night was not... Uh, nope. and I think that's just the, the, the wrong perspective on it. I think there's a real human toll here. Uh, it's a pandemic. People have missed births, they've missed deaths, that there's just there's a lot at stake. And to compare players to, to people in war or in in um flying fly out miners or something like that, it, it was just the wrong the wrong tact from him. So also, um, also saying but, that
1: a player's money entitled uh, makes you know because the two of us is checked salary he should be staying, is, it's a bit ludicrous. There's things more important than money.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm sure, exactly. I'm sure
1: he would forfeit his, forfeit his game check if it meant going home.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So it's a sad end to an illustrious career. Yeah. Um, I know that you've always thought highly of him, Michael, um, and it sort of got me thinking this week about our top four uh, segment that we started last week. And I yeah. thought in, in honour of RTS, um, we would do a top four fullbacks in the NRL era. Yep. Uh, I'm going to disclose
1: now that he's not in mine. My... No, he's not in mine either. I don't think he's been, look, he's been at the position, what, six years now? Five years now? He's never won a premiership at that position. Um, he is a great fullback. He's a good, he, he, he has been very solid, but agreed not in my top five. Do you want to lead off with your number one? I'm pretty sure I know who it
0: is. Yeah, my number one, number one is Billy Slider. Um, extraordinary player. I, I think he's also his transition, just on the side, his transition to commentary has been absolutely phenomenal. I think he's easily one of the best in commentary. Um, but his game analysis uh, and knowledge of the game, his, his partnership with Cameron Smith, uh, his body on the line, defence, uh, his creative mind, uh, his 2004 State of Origin try is one of my favorite individual tries of all time. With the, the chip. Double, over the the, top. The double ship and chase. Yeah, absolutely extraordinary. I still think it was offside, but let it happen anyway. <laughs> uh it was it's just great viewing, but it I think for, for me, the transformation for Billy is sort of like there was a point, and we've discussed this before, Mike, and, and it happened to me in the shell as well, where they had to sort of re rebuild themselves. For that fullback position, because their their bodies it started to take a toll on their bodies and they had to manage that. And Slater had so much brute strength, and he put his body on the line all the time and it got him in trouble with the judiciary. and um, but I just think it, an absolutely phenomenal player. Obviously his combinations with Smith and Cronk um, really helped, but i just I just think on his own, absolutely brilliant. I think one day he will have some sort of coaching position in for Queensland. Uh, he definitely is still uh, consulting with the storm, and I think I think you see the benefits of that uh, in the way that Hines and Pappenhausen play.
1: Yeah, uh, he he is he is responsible for the revolutionization of the fullback position. He made that fullback position basically before him. Fullbacks were basically another winger who just brought it up off the back. He made it so that fullbacks were out there as a second 5'8". And his his ball-playing ability was completely different to any other fullback who played before him. And, yeah, as I said, completely revolutionised the position. Uh, Definitely the number one. Uh, I think he won, what, four grand finals of Melbourne, uh, multiple, multiple State of Origin series. I think he was a Clive Churchill medalist. He was a Wally Lewis medalist. Pretty sure he won the Dally M one year. Yeah, he, he, is, he is the quintessential fullback and all. And who coaches and players now model themselves after? So easily number one for me. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, the other one I had, it's sort of from that era, Brett Stewart. Try scoring phenomenon. Um, just uh, another one that had a great combination with his brother, uh, and also with Daly Cherry Evans. Just a try scoring machine, especially at Brookvale Oval, and I just think extraordinary to watch uh, him as a fullback—a different kind of fullback, not really sort of as highly regarded for his defensive prowess, but still very good in the role. Um, part of that uh, glorious year at Manly, especially the 2008, 2011 premierships. And um, it, it, it was just, yeah, I, I just really rated him as a, as a fullback of, of, in my time watching the NRL.
1: Yeah, I have him at number three. I think he think he was a fantastic fullback. But I have the Roosters current number one as my number two, uh, James Tedesco. Uh He is, he had, well, for, for a long time, and it's still debatable now, uh, is or has been the best player of the game. Uh, an incredible run, 2018, uh, 17, 18, 19. Uh, 18, 19, sorry. And then 20, state of origin, captain uh, this year. Uh, yeah, I just think he's been incredible. Two premierships, Daliam winner, uh, Clive Churchill winner. I oh, not a Clive Churchill winner, sorry. Wallace Lewis uh, medalist. Um, yeah, he's been, I think he... He's the second coming of Billy Slater and probably the person who is closest to him in terms of game.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> well, I had Teddy um, in my number three as well. So um, yep. I agree with pretty much everything you said there. Yeah. Um, who'd you have to round out your top four? Uh, I
1: had another Roosters player. I had Anthony Minichello. Um he was, the stalwart of, he was the stalwart of the Roosters team for – From 2002, I believe, all the way to 2014. Uh, Struggled with injuries, but again, very similar to Slater. Helped revolutionise the position. Um, Incredible at the back. Played for his country, for his state. uh, Won at all levels of the game. And I just thought he was an incredible player.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was an incredible player. He was not uh, in my top four, though. I had Darren Lockyer. Uh, who I think just absolutely was incredible in that position and was so obviously played in a different way. To I, I think you mentioned the sort of um, second five, roles with Slater. I think concurrently Lockyer was on track for that before he actually moved to 5-8. But uh, I think his control of the game um, at the back, a number one uh, as the key attacking player before he moved to number six, I think, Earns him the spot in the top four. Um, I think Lockyer was quite a good defender as well, but and I think all the skills that we saw in him in number six all sort of began when he was number one. So, um, he makes my top four.
1: Yeah, the reason I don't have Lockyer in there is I see him more as a more as a 5'8. Uh, a lot of a lot of his time that I remember him was a 5'8, especially during those origin periods. Uh, the 2006 title he played at number six as well. Um, yeah, I just I, – he, he was a great fullback when he played there, but I just think he will be remembered as a even better 5'8". Uh, a couple other names that uh, probably deserve mention. We mentioned Roger Tuovastashek before, Matt Bowen, uh, Tom Travoy, which is great right now, but I don't think he's had the longevity. Uh, Brett Hodgson was good at his, during his time at the Tigers.
0: yeah. Yeah, I th- um, Preston of- Campbell,
1: yeah. Rhys Wesson, yeah. there's, there's
0: yeah.
1: been a couple of great players. Clinton
0: yeah, Schabowski, I thought, for- was fantastic one year, uh, for a couple of years there. Yeah, I think for me, for um, to make it has to have a premiership. Um, I thought English's role at fullback was instrumental in South's premiership. Yeah. Um, it just colossal, colossal figure and played with brute strength. Um But yeah, agree also. Preston Campbell, Reese Wesser, Hodgson, all great players. But I think these these ones that we've named definitely show longer periods of greatness and consistency.
1: Yeah, agreed. All right, shall we move on to round 20, Emmanuel?
0: We shall, Mike. Uh, Before we do that, let's take a quick look at the tipping ladder uh, for the last week. So a bit of movement. In the tipping ladder, uh, ladder leader Anthony Tankless proved that it was a fluke uh, uh, with five out of eight last week. So he's back level pegging with Nick Saturis. Um, There was a stack of sevens and sixes last week, uh, partly due to the fact that uh, Canberra beat Parramatta, I think, was was the key game that most people would have got wrong. Um, So the top 10 is Anthony P and Nick Saturis tied on 112. Uh, Then... Uh, Michael J and Alex B on 108, then Zach B, Michael C and uh, Thomas S and Camilla all on 107, Um, Mark V on 106 and Collor on my tonguey 105 and rounding out the top 10. Yep. So, (laughs) Mike, the week ahead, there are some big games this week.
1: There are some big games. Uh, unfortunately, um, though, unfortunately, some of them have been marred by injury. That's, that's my big issue here. But let's kick off Thursday night uh, in Mackay. I love this. Bruce is taking a game out to uh, rural Queensland. Mackay, a huge rugby league town. They play the Parramatta Eels. Do you want to go through, teams?
0: Yeah. So Josh Morris returns in the place of Billy Smith, who's gone for the season with ankle injury. Joey Manu shifts to the wing to replace uh, Ikevalu, who is due back around uh, the final round or the first week of finals. Adam Kieran comes in at centres. Takeaho is named to return from a hamstring injury on the bench and Fletcher Baker is the man to make way. Um, For Para, Tom Opicek is back um, after being rested and Niukore is out with a knee injury and his place on the bench is filled by Bryce Cartwright. Jake Arthur still out. Uh, uh, Jake Arthur's still in for Mitch Moses. Um, Mike, I think your roosters are quite stretched on the injury front. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm also not so convinced that Josh Morris is the comfortable fill-in that you would have thought he would have been a couple of years ago. No, nah, look, I,
1: I, Cooper Cronk mentioned it on commentary a couple of weeks ago. Josh mentally retired when his brother got injured and – I think that's the point where you see his, you know, his ability to play and his willingness to play just dipped a little bit. I think he's he's mentally out of it. And I think the fact that this Roosters team now has, I think, eight or nine season-ending injuries, uh, it's just it's – it's been a bit of a drag for us. Look, I, we still beat the Knights because, uh, you know – we seem to destroy them comfortably every time we verse them. Um, but yeah, Morris, Morris seems to have mentally checked out. Billy Smith could not catch a break. Um, he's just keeps on copying injuries. This is completely random breaking. It's, it's a Liz Frank injury. which is a broken bone in the foot. Ikevalu, syndesmosis. I doubt we'll see him again this season. Um, could I just comment uh, on Warren Smith's call on the weekend? One of my favorite pieces of commentary all year uh, our bench was Lachlan Lamb, Egan Butcher, Nat Butcher, and Fletcher Baker. Uh, and Warren Smith came up with the, a butcher, two ba- uh, t- a baker, two butchers, and a very nervous lamb. Started laughing a lot. So well done, Warren Smith. <laughs> well done. Uh, uh, Eels to win this one.
0: Yeah, I am with you on that one.
1: Oh, you're doing your tips um, this Okay. Week?
0: No, I'm just agreeing with that one. Uh, But also not revealing my tips on a Tuesday did help me get seven out of eight. So um, Tigers host the Warriors at Suncorp in the start of a um, doubleheader on Friday night. So the Tigers, who uh, weren't too bad last week, uh, come into this one against the Warriors, who, of course, came off that big thumping of South. So for the Tigers, Garner suffered ankle injury and his place is taken by Sean Bloor. Um, Moses Mbai goes from bench to starting side and Junior Pauger um, is, re- he replaces Junior Pauger. Alex Safar, um was also injured against Manly and the faces on the interchanger are Amon, Michael G. Kahn, and Alex Twal, uh, who was out last week with a shoulder injury. For Manly, Peter Huku returns from a shoulder injury and has been named to captain. Uh, sorry, did I say Manly? For the Warriors. Uh, Peter Huku returns from a shoulder injury and has been named to captain of the side. Um, Hiku has not played since round six and will play 5-8 with Cody Nicarima shifting to the bench. Uh, and for uh, in the halves, Sean O'Sullivan. And the Warriors have recalled Tanua Brown from his brief stint at the Dragons to cover for Adam Tanua Blake. Matt Lodge has been suspended for a game and Ben Murdoch-Masilla comes in at prop, while Otukolo will start at hooker with Jez Tavanga uh, going to the bench. Just before we get into this, Mike, I think I read that Ben Murdoch, Masilla's girlfriend or wife, is in the NRLW team for the Roosters. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that is right.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Um, And then, of course, as we mentioned before, uh, and Armour has been granted a release to return home this week and Murchie has not been named, but Elise Katoa has been listed to play. Mike, I think the Warriors are just hanging in there. Last week, I, I watched that game and I, I felt sad for them. It wasn't the satisfaction I got in the South Stumping of the Roosters last year. This was this was hard to watch. Like, enjoyable, but you don't take a lot of comfort out of it. No, it
1: was, it was a tough performance for them. Um, I'm tipping the Tigers in this one. I just... Like you, like you've made, like we've mentioned, like a lot already today. The, ti- the Warriors just don't have much to play for. The tigers can still make the eight uh, with maybe like a couple wins, and they're in there. So yeah, the bottom of the ladder is quite tight at the moment. I just think the Warriors are a right run below them and running out of excuses, uh, running out of reasons to win, really, and running out of reasons to play, and that's. It's why I'm going to war with
0: the Tigers. Yeah. Okay. Friday night, the Queensland Derby. Uh, Broncos host the Cowboys. So for the Broncos, Flegler's suspension for a hide shot um, sees Palacia Palacia move into the starting side, and Rabadi return on the bench. Danny Levi has been recalled to the bench for his fifth game as a Bronco. Uh, Todd Payton is stuck with the same starting 13 that pushed Melbourne all the way last week. And the only change is. Um, Ben Hampton's return from a pec injury both these teams played the top two last week they were both impressive and both hung in there and gave it a real fight um who you got you're on the Broncos and I I just
1: think you know they've put in a couple decent performances lately um they're going to be at home it is actually a home game for them uh so, yeah, I just I just think there's still more talent in this Broncos team. Payne Haas is incredible on the weekend. Uh, Jordan Rickey had a really good game uh, getting that spot back. It's going to be interesting to see if Jake Turpin plays. He's under a bit of an injury cloud. And if he doesn't play, that might raise a couple of questions. Uh, Alex Glenn might have to shift to hook up because Corey Pakes is also injured. So we'll see. You know, Keep an eye on that. But I just think the Warriors... Sorry, the Broncos are a little better at the moment. I'm still not sold on Jake Granville at fullback. He looked all right against the Storm, but the Storm looked like they were going at about 40% on the weekend.
0: Yeah. Okay. Saturday afternoon, the Dragons host Souths in Rockhampton. Um, For the Dragons, lots of changes as we roll through a barbecue gate. Um, So Tyrell Sloan's been named at fullback with Duffy dropped. Corey Norman returns into the side in the centres with Sullivan staying at 5'8". DeBell and Bird and Laurie are serving their ban. Thomas Billy Burns and Tirulfui may are the new faces. Tanua Brown, as we said, returned to the Warriors and Josh McGuire has been left out. Jaden Hunt and Jackson Ford come onto the bench and Talatau Amone um, replaces Cody Ramsen. For Souths, Cam Murray is serving a one-game ban for a crusher and Jai Arrows moved into the starting side to fill the void. Campbell Graham returns after missing uh, round 19 with concussion and Tony Milne goes out of the side um, for also Liam Knight makes his return on the bench and is joined by Blake Taft and Taft pushes Burns to the reserves. AJ is still a week away um, and I am intrigued to see Mike if Adam Reynolds is going to play. Uh, I think he'll be pushing to play as many games as possible, but he had a minor niggle last week with his hamstring uh, and he has had a history with his hamstring. It, it ruled him out of a, a preliminary final a few years ago, very early in his career, but let's just see how South to play that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, even if Adam Reynolds doesn't play, I'm not tipping the Dragons against their top four team. Um, Dragons were pretty, pretty bad on the weekend and I will stick with the bunnies on this one. I think it's a pretty, pretty safe bet there. But yeah, I, I would okay. be. I would. also wouldn't be surprised if South South still concede twenty plus points.
0: Yeah, defense definitely needs some work if we're to give anything a crack. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, the five thirty game, the Knights host the Raiders, who were Raiders just on that game last week, like the Thursday night game. I really enjoyed that scrap. It was a really good game to watch. Raiders-Parramatta, just an old tussle, uh, nil all at halftime, low scoring, close contest. uh, Loved everything about it. Still convinced Dylan Brown was at least two metres in front of the kicker. um, But for some reason, the video ref just chose to overlook that and ruled no try for the corner post anyway. But let's not go into that. So for Newcastle, Braden Burns uh, is... uh, Sorry, not Braden Burns. Bradman Best is back. At the expense of Dominic Young, who drops out of the squad to accommodate two hours, move to the wing. Clemmer returns to claim a place on the interchange. Jack John's out of the 21. And Mitchell Pearce has been named on an extended bench for Canberra. Whiten returns after a week off with Frawley dropping back to the reserves. Uh, Whitehead um, also returns. And he comes in for Ryan Sutton, who's expected to miss one or two with Hudson Young being named, being moved to number 13. Um, Josh Papali has been named to start, but Corey Horsborough must wait at least another week.
1: Um, the Knights, I mentioned it earlier, they were terrible. Absolutely terrible. Their only try of the game came off a very, it, it was a, a bad call on one end, where a Cedesco ball that went backwards, was called a forward pass. Knights went up the other other way, scored. That was their only points of the game. Uh, Roosters were depleted by injury And missing outside backs They had Sam Walker And Lachlan Lamb playing together On the right On the le- on our right side defence And the Knights still did not attack That side once uh, This team has been a Joke all season They have been terrible uh, and Once again they were terrible Against the Roosters uh, Kalen Ponga came into the game with what appeared to be a sternum injury. There was doubt on whether he could play or not. But if I don't see Mitchell Pierce and Kalen Ponga playing, this team has no hope. Uh, I'm going the Raiders, although I do want to mention that I think they're better without Jack White. And I will continue my tirade on Jack White. as the most overrated player in the NRL and that he probably shouldn't be in the first grade squad.
0: <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Uh, okay. oh, uh, gladly. <laughs> okay, um, so that all leads into the big game, Saturday night, grand final rematch, Storm and Panthers uh, straight out of Suncorp. They have already met this season for the Storm. Munsa, Fanukan, Kafusi all returned, replacing Johns and Loyero and Kamakamika. Harry Grant, Michael's boyfriend of 2020, finally makes his return. Um, and while he's only been named in the reserves, there is always the chance he could be moved into the starting 17. Nico Hines holds on to number one, and Pap is again named on the bench like last week. And Big Nelson has been left out of the 21 for this week. For Penrith, Jennings comes on. Robert Jennings comes onto the wing to replace To'o, who is expected to undergo of surgery and be out for six weeks. Tyron May MCL also faces time on the sidelines. So um, Burden's at 5'8", Naden in the centres and Lou is to half. Cleary is still about a week away. Isaiah goes out with a headlock, a head knock, sorry, not headlock, and is replaced at lock by Eisenhoof while Liam Martin moves into the front row to take the place of James Fisher-Harris, who is expecting um, a baby. And for um, Pangai Jr., He's not going to be rushing to the side, and Targo and Hopgood have been named as the new faces on the bench. This is a very injury-riddled game, Mike, for Penrith, but Melbourne are well on their way to full strength.
1: Yeah, uh, really, the only person missing out of Melbourne's starting seventeen is probably George Jennings, and he's you know not a quintessential part of this team. It is incredible that uh, Ryan Pappenhausen, in the first half of the season, he was one of the most electrifying players. And Nico Hines performed so well that he can't get his number one spot back. Uh, Dale Finucane, we didn't mention, has signed on for a four-year deal with the Cronulla Sharks next year, which is a huge signing for the Sharks. Great forward leader. Um, look, Melbourne are almost full strength, and I can't see them losing this game. Um, they've been fantastic. Like I said, they are playing well under the level that they can perform at um it's it's a shame though i like both both games both game times these two teams have met this year i think in round was it round five or six or something like that nathan was out and uh, i think pappenhausen was out and now nathan yet to play hasn't come back yet from that uh from that injury sustained during Origin, I'm tipping Melbourne. I just think that they're the healthiest side and, yeah, it's going to be tough for them to – it's going to be tough for Penrith to overcome that.
0: Yeah, at Melbourne, looking at 16 straight, Mike, and then yep. I believe the record is 19. Yeah. Uh, so after this, they have Manly, they have the Raiders, they have the Titans, uh, which would take them to 19 if they were to win all of them, and then Parramatta – in round twenty-four, before Granada in the final round, so um, I we're was, on their I, way there.
1: If I was the top-four team, Emmanuel, mainly are the team that I am petrified of playing in the second round. Yeah, I did not no, want to. I, I, don't, I, I did not want to bar them at the moment. They, they, <laughs> they look like they're going to just keep on winning.
0: Yeah, they finally clicked it together, and um yeah. well done to them. We all wrote them off. We all criticised them. Um, but yeah, absolutely awesome. Okay, so that is Saturday night. Then Sunday afternoon, the Bulldogs host the Titans. Well, the Bulldogs playing the Titans out of the Gold Coast. Um, so for this one, Adam Elliott returns with Luke Thompson moving back to prop. Josh Jackson reverts to 13 and seeing guys slides back to the interchange. Carl Flanagan gets another chance. Um, after being dropped in the wake of their uh, flogging against Manly and Lachlan Lewis has been relegated to the extended bench. Dory joins for guys in addition to the bench with Stimson dropping to the reserves. For the Titans, Herbert will be banned for two games unless he successfully contests the grading um, for his high tackle charge tonight. And Masters takes his place um, for this week at least while fellow centre Kelly has been named despite an ankle injury. David Fafia... Who started from the bench in a match they swap last week is back in the starting lineup. Um, Fogarty also returns from injury, um, but Aaron Clark misses out again. Mike, yeah, the Titans very disappointing.
1: The Titans on the season? Yeah. They did win last yeah. week. Um, yeah, I, but I, disappointing I, season. I, they have been disappointing, but look, they're one game out of the eight, I think. And at the moment, the teams who are coming seventh and eighth. The dragons and the sharks, All right? I think the raiders will jump both of them. Um, sharks are now going to be missing Sean Johnson uh, for probably. I don't. I don't know if he will. Unless sharks make the the finals, Sean Johnson probably doesn't play another game for them. Um, the dragons, I think, have been disappointing. So there's still hope that there's the nine, ten, and eleven. Uh, Canberra, Titans, and Knights, I believe. Uh, Canberra equal points to uh, Dragons and Sharks. And Titans are only one game back. You've got a game against the Bulldogs. You can win this. You might be able to sneak up into the eight. Uh, so I'm, I'm tipping the Titans because I can't tip the Dogs. Um, and, yeah, I, like it has been a disappointing season, but it could end in finals football.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, last game of the round... Um bit of rivals, these two, Sharks and Manly at Redcliffe on Sunday afternoon. So as Michael just said, Sean Johnson uh, is out um, with a hamstring strain or hamstring injury. Um, he will be replaced at Braden, by Braden Trindle with Connor Tracy taking over at number six. Uh, and veteran centre Will Chambers making his return after proto- COVID protocols were followed. Moylan is also back, but only as far as number 18, Aidan Tolman is back from suspension, uh, which sees Toby Rudolph return to lock and Jack Williams to the inter-game since round one. He's joined on the interchange by Carl Lawton. Sirnan and Lawton take the place of A and Kepi. Uh, utility Dylan Walker has been named number 14 after failing HIA. He was in absolute Disneyland last week in that game uh, against the Tigers. Um, but Mike Manley should win this one, right?
1: Yeah, Battle of the Beaches, I think Manley gets it done there.
0: Okay, so going through Michael's tips for round 20, uh, Mike's gone the Eels over his own team, true fan, uh, the Tigers over the Warriors, Broncos over the Cowboys, Souths to beat St George, the Raiders to beat Newcastle, uh, Storm to win the grand final rematch, Titans to beat the Dogs, and Manly over Cronulla.
1: Yep. Uh, I am not a delusional
0: fan. I'm a good fan. I'm not a delusional fan. <laughs> uh, I thought Roosters there's, fan there's a and delusional fan meant the same. Okay. No, obviously no, not. No, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, I think we'll leave it
1: there. Um, that's another week done. Uh, you got anything more else? To, anything else to add?
0: No, I would like to see my football team defend this week. Uh, also, really enjoying the subtle disappearance of the crackdown, uh, which just suddenly doesn't exist. Yeah, and um, blowout scores are slowly being wilted away to some extent. So yeah,
1: Melbourne Melbourne didn't put on forty for the first time in about six weeks. I think it's nice. to see 10. Yeah, yeah, ten weeks. weeks? I don't know who knows. It's been forever. Um, Yeah, they might do it this week, though. Against the team coming second. Uh, Well, exactly. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Which is a bit of a warning shot to the rest of the league. Um, Yeah, I uh, let's end it there. As always, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. And one more thing, Emmanuel, how good is rugby league?
0: How good is rugby league? Thank you.